Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are listening to The Mario Report, a live radio show that ventures into the mysteries of life, as well as the hot topics of the day, either political or business. Hey everybody, I just want to welcome everybody. I'm excited, I want to jump on and get the show started here. Um, MLK author asks, why are there two alien emojis in the duck pond chat? And there's a really simple answer. One is green, and one is gray. Really simple answer. Why? Because I couldn't decide which one I thought was more realistic. Which one was true. Which one was accurate. It's a deep question. We're not talking aliens tonight, but it does beg the question, if you've never been on the duck pond, you really need to be, because there are some fascinating conversations. And that, well, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I can promise you. I absolutely love it there. Actually, our guest popped by there, too. He's got a little technical difficulty going on right now, so we're going to give him a couple minutes here. But we'll get to him, because he's got a pile of stuff to talk about. Literally. It's going to be a bad pun after a bit. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. So I hope everybody's well this evening. I just, you know, wanted to take a few minutes, because I normally don't take a few minutes to do these kind of things, so I figured since Rob's running a few minutes late, we'll just uh, rule with this for a minute. First things first, if you enjoy this program, and I've talked to a number of you outside of the duck pond, emails, direct messages via Twitter, Facebook, um, almost said Google Plus. Good grief. That was almost bad. That was a throwback to, well, but there was people that really loved Google Plus back in the day. Um, forums, um, any other social media site. They really love this show, right? Take a few minutes, leave a review somewhere. Or, I see, I'm not going to bang on reviews because I'll, I'll tell you what's more important to me. Now, people out there will help, it helps you get reaching people in search. Da 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 da. That's all well and good. And I get it. And for those algorithms and all of that, fancy stuff that's great for them but you know what really matters to me take five minutes out of your day and say you know i have a friend who would really like this program specific program not the program in general i mean we've talked to a number of people i can't tell you how many nascar people i've sent ward burton to or bob levine or mmm people i've sent pat milicic and uh down the list, right? You just go back over, and if there's a category, there's a show for that person. That's the best way to introduce the program to these people. Because the show doesn't fall within traditional guidelines and boundaries. And it makes it very difficult, very difficult to market. It just does. That's okay, though. Because it's not about marketing, or successful for traditional metric. Success is how you measure it, right? And, wow, let me tell you, I've been blessed to do the show. So, there's all that. Some of the wildest things that I'll, you know, New York Times best-selling authors, I've lost count. I think it was, it was over 10, and I just stopped counting. Right? You just do that. Um, 500 and probably 20 shows now. Yeah, that, that that's what it is, right? Kind of the next number that'll matter will be a thousand, and that's a ways away. So thank God for that, right? Um. So yeah, so you can you can do all the usual things that shows show has asked you to do. I know all of you out there who are listening to this podcast listen to other podcasts. You know how you know how they all sit around and promote everything in the world and. Want you to run to this podcasting app and do that and this and the other. I prefer you just take a few minutes and share a direct show with a friend with a well known. Say hello to them. I know 2020 and here we are 2021 has been a rough year, years 
almost two now, for a lot of people. A lot of disconnection, a lot of new connection with different people. But um, there's a lot of people hanging out that could use a friend or a friendly voice on the radio or the, the speaker or the car or whatever it may be. So we're going to give them that. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So I hope everybody's well. I know I'm uh, hanging out and looking good. I'm not looking good. I just looked at myself in the video feed. I am not looking good. I'm looking like a wreck, actually. And um, let's see here. See if this works this time. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll find out here in a minute. Maybe. Always fun. Always expect technical problems to happen. Always, always something. That's okay. You know why it's okay? Because Skype loves me and it just closed itself. Oh, yeah. Now that's the beauty of this. So, we'll get there. Sorry for the dead air. I know that's probably the capital sin of all radio, but you got to listen to me type, which is even more exciting. I can promise you, I'm sure. Um, way more exciting. So, there's all that stuff, right? Now, let's do this, too. This is probably really exciting for me because I, I haven't really worked on this in a while, and I need to. TheMalwareReport.com. Come over and sign up for the newsletter. Hold me accountable for that thing. You know why? Because somebody needs to. I've been collecting email addresses for a long time and not putting out enough content. So, hold me accountable for the thing. So, come over and sign up because, like I said, somebody has to. If it's not going to be me, you need to. Okay. Excuse me for a second. Got to get myself a drink. For those watching on the YouTube and other places, not drinking Kool-Aid tonight. Drinking lemonade. There's a joke in there somewhere. There was ice in there, but it's all gone. That's even better. Here he is. We've we've killed enough enough trees to make the show work tonight. Rob, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Jim. I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so, okay, so Rob Gutro, it, it's been a while since you've been on, and I, I had to do the digging because I wanted to know how long it's been. Because, you know, I, I tell people, and I probably told you this, oh, Rob, I loved having you on. I'll have you back on, right? And then years went by, and Rob's yes. like, that idiot's never going to have me back on. And then I went, <laughs> how long has it been since Rob's been on? So I looked it up. G uh, February of 2014. Now, for those playing along yeah, at home, February twenty fifth, yeah. For those playing along at home, that was three hundred eighty eight weeks ago, or three hundred eighty two shows ago. Man, that makes me feel old in a big way. But Rob, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> well, thanks for having me back. It's good to be back. And then, then there's the other part of me that's fascinated because I don't know how many. Sh I mean, I, I want to know how many shows have started and stopped in that time. That'd be even better to know. But anyways. Um, so, Rob, so I, I noticed that you've wrote a pile of books since the last time we talked. Yeah, I've been quite busy. <laughs> so when, the last time we talked, I had written three books, and now I am uh, I published eight. Yeah, so you've uh, you've been significantly busy, 
which is good for me because that gives us a lot to talk about. Because um, I picked the first book, the um, the Pets in the Afterlight, was the book we were talking about. And now you have the third one out. So help, help me fill some pieces in here, Rob. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's right. Um, yeah, I published Pets in the Afterlife 2 and uh, and just recently this year, Pets in the Afterlife 3. And and I have to tell you, Jim, I'm, I'm actually really um, – I'm really astounded and happy that the word is getting out there to uh, to grieving pet parents because um, Book Authority just ranked this one of the 16 best books dealing with grief, either with people or with pets. And um, I was kind of astounded by that um, and humbled. Um, and it also debuted at number one on Amazon in pet grief. So that's pretty cool. Um and I, I do uh, – I, since since we last talked um, seven years ago, I started doing pet readings, pet spirit readings. And uh, I do them all by email, do them on the weekends. And, and I have heard from people all over the world, you know, Turkey, um, Chile, Canada, Mexico, Ireland, England – Germany doesn't matter where it is, um, but I, I've done pet readings for people all over the world, so that's been pretty cool. Yeah, um, so, as I say, so let's 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 go here for a minute though. Um, when you what's okay, I'm going to ask you a, a loaded question. I don't mean to go here so hard so fast, but what's the strangest animal that you've connected with? Because I know it's going to come up. Because I'm assuming we've got plenty of cats and dogs. Sure, lots of cats and dogs. Uh, well, you know, th- there's been uh, gerbils and um, ferrets and rats, um, uh, horses and birds. Um, those are kind of uh, rabbits um, and uh, and a fish. Not the fish can say much, but it can tell you what it observed. So th- that runs the gamut right there. <laughs> uh, you said fish, and I just thinking to myself probably doesn't have a big story to tell <laughs> a fish story yeah yeah i was gonna say you know there's yeah i'm glad you caught that because that was I was, gonna, I was trying to figure out how i was gonna explain that bad joke if i couldn't you know, if you didn't catch it <laughs> that's right I'm, I'm the king of bad jokes i love it um yeah so those, those are pretty much the um the unusual animals um but any any domesticated animal really is one that a medium can get messages from and and um so i wrote these books all three books pets in the afterlife one two and three so that i teach people how to look for messages on their own so they don't need a medium um these books are filled with stories like from readings that i've done where the pet parent has provided confirmations of everything or there are also some stories in there from people that i've met who shared stories and experiences they've had so there's a lot to a lot to digest in there Yes, yeah, so let's take let's go back. I'm sure we probably talked about this years ago, but it's been a few minutes. Uh, I fail. Uh, what got you interested? What got you interested in the pet psych- pet side of this all to start with? Uh, well, well, since I was a teenager, I've had I've known about the ability that I've had to talk to people who passed, and it really didn't develop until um, my my puppy passed in 2005. And he started becoming a uh, – he actually became a, a really amazing communicator. So he, he kind of opened the doors for me with that, and he enabled me to communicate with other pets as well. He also inspired me to write my first book. So I feel like I'm jumping all over the place because maybe I am. But um, we're, we're talking about pets that have passed. Do you communicate with living pets? No, I don't communicate with living pets. Uh, that's actually a different. Uh, that's a different gift. So those are animal communicators. So anybody who's look, that's looking for for help to um, correct behaviors in your your dog or your cat, you need to call an animal communicator. Um, so mediums only communicate with people or pets who passed. And somewhere in my mind, Rob, I didn't know that, but like I said. <laughs> it's just uh, well, I feel like I'm all over the place. So, give me some basic tips for people that want to communicate with their deceased pet. Because, like I said, you wrote the books about it, but I want to give—I don't want to give everything away, obviously, because that would not benefit either of us. But 
Sure. Well, well, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of ways that you can get messages from your pets. And so I'll just give you kind of a, a quick little checklist. Um, first of all, dreams are the easiest way for for any spirit to come through because um, our logical minds are, are asleep at that time. Uh, and it's our logical minds that actually dispel any kind of images or, or or messages so um aside from dreams you can you may see them out of the corner of your eye as a shadow quick moving shadow you may hear them whether a collar jingle or a bark or meow or something always sounds like it's coming from another room um they may lead you to a pet that looks like them um you may actually smell them um or smell something related to them um at, one woman actually reported smelling the smell of a wet dog <clears throat> even six months after her dog had passed. And her dog used to love to go into the lake and come in <clears throat> and shake. So um, <clears throat> she knew he was still there. Um, and <clears throat> another woman I talked to uh, said that her dog went out in the backyard and passed away uh, quietly under a rose bush. And whenever she thinks of him, she smells the scent of roses. And that's his sign that he's still around. So, so it's things like that. Um, <clears throat> other people have um, have found uh, paw prints on their bath mat long after their pet had passed, um, you know, and after the bath mat was washed and so forth. Um, it, it, there's just a, a variety of ways. Um, it, one dog even used social media <laughs> with the help of a spirit on the other side. As crazy as that sounds. Sounds intriguing, but yes, I mean, I you know I've been doing this long enough to know that everything's possible. I don't want to say anything's possible. Everything's possible. Yeah, my um, my major rule is that when it comes to spirit, there's no such thing as a coincidence because people and pets on the other side um, enable us to do things or enable things to happen rather. Um, that we would basically call a coincidence, but there really is no such thing as a coincidence. So it's a good lesson. So Kim in the chat room there asked, do dogs, I'll, I'll broaden it back to do pets reincarnate. Yes, they absolutely do. We all do. Um, so here's what I've, I've learned, Jim, that's really interesting because I got a lot of questions about pets and reincarnation. They don't reincarnate. And, and come back to us in this lifetime. What happens is they wait for us on the other side. Um, however, sometimes people have said that they have adopted another dog or another cat, and that dog or cat has shown similar personality traits or habits that their dog or cat did when they were alive. And so what I've learned is that... <clears throat> Our dogs and cats come back in spirit and they train the new dog or cat to do similar things that they did in, in their life so that we would recognize that they are there in spirit with their new animal. That's, so, that makes sense. It's just fascinating to think about. And you almost, you almost left me speechless rather, Rob, which isn't the best <laughs> thing for either of us. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, um, <laughs> so so everybody should know that our pets really are uh, going to be waiting for us on the other side. And, um, and you know, Jim, I actually visibly saw that happen when, when my dad passed away in 2008. Um, after his services and everything, he, he hung around for his services and um, at, at the cemetery – uh, so the services at the cemetery there, um, I saw the light open to the other side. I've never seen it before. That was my first time. And it was weird because it was an overcast New England day when uh, when he was being interred, and I saw the light, and I said to my sister-in-law, what? Do you, that sun is awfully bright for you know, for the cloud cover that we have. And she said, there's no sun over there. And I looked again, and sure enough, there was a light. And in the light were relatives, uh, human relatives, but the two dogs that I had growing up were there and my puppy in the light. So they were all waiting for my dad. 
that's pretty uh, unnerving to to watch that. Yeah, it has to be makes me. I, I don't want to say uneasy, but I can't put a better word on it at this moment. To watch to be there. Well, I I would tell you this too that uh, a lot of people will say that they <clears throat> they don't want to be without their dog on the other side, and and I. I wanted to assure you that you will be. Um, when my mother passed in 2013, she um, she had a stroke and she was in a, a coma for about almost five days. Um, w- when I went to the hospital, she was in another state it took, and it took a couple of days to drive up there um, with our four dogs. Um, so <clears throat> when I got up there, um, my my dad, who had passed five years before, walked into the room in spirit. And as a medium, you can see these things sometimes. And my dad was holding one of our family dogs, a poodle. <clears throat> that was my mother's favorite. My mother used to say that her favorite child was Gigi, her dog, her poodle, <clears throat> even though there was myself and my two brothers. But she, <laughs> she would always say the dog was her favorite child. So um <clears throat> anyway I, I had uh, I, I had gone over to my mother's bedside and I told her I said dad is here <clears throat> and I said he's he's got Gigi and they're waiting for you on the other side and and Jim 5 5 hours later my mother crossed over she was waiting to hear that her dog was on the other side not necessarily my father <laughs> <laughs> but her dog <laughs> I was say, yeah. Oh. Okay, uh, so Rob, so let's do this real quick before I totally blow this because there's so many things running through my head. So we got to make sure we do this for you. Uh, where can people find you? The books, um, any of that fun stuff? Um, well, all the books are on Amazon, Amazon.com. All they have to do is type in G U T R O, and um, my website. They can get to it. Uh, a shorter website is PetSpirits.com. Or robgutro.com. <clears throat> That's a shorter version. Um, but all, yeah, all the all the books are available in ebook and in paperback, and and because I'm a self published author, they're all under ten dollars. So I make them nice and affordable for everybody, so that you can uh, you can see how the other side uh, works. Um, and I have some really cool stories in there too, from the, a couple of my other books, like Ghost of England on a Medium's Vacation. Um, Paranormal Cases of Inspired Ghost Tracking, which is the group that I belong to, and Kindred Spirits, which is one of my favorites, How When a Medium Befriends a Spirit. So all different topics in the paranormal based on my experiences, and I've had a lot of experiences, (laughs) especially in the last seven years, Jim, since I haven't (laughs) talked to you. (laughs) I I finally got the seven-year itch. It happens. Um, no, so Germantown Runner asked this question. It, it seems legitimate at this point to ask about on-site paranormal investigations and have you done any since life is starting to return to normal because you mentioned being part of, uh, and it just left my mind, that group that you just mentioned uh, a minute and a half ago. Yeah, the Inspired Ghost Tracking Group. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just, I think, well, we <clears throat> we physically did one because it was in uh, it involved a haunting in a backyard, um, <clears throat> and it was actually uh, the ghost of a Native American who was lingering in a backyard that kept pounding on the back of the house uh, in this neighborhood, and we had to go there and figure out what was going on. Um, <clears throat> the other one we did was um, virtual; it was remote, so mediums. Because they can tune into energy, <clears throat> and ghosts and spirits are energy beings. So once we, you know, one, once we're talking to somebody that's in the location where a ghost is located, we can tune in to them. That's how it works. Um, so that's what we did. We we wound up doing. Uh, we wound up crossing a ghost over remotely. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to someone on the phone in that in that place that was haunted, uh, it was quite quite fascinating. Um, and it, and it actually it was um, it was an interesting interesting story too because um, th- there was a young girl in the family that was being actually harassed by a ghost, 
and it turned out to be the ghost of another of a little girl um, who was trying to get her attention and get her to play with her and and so forth um, and wouldn't leave her alone. But uh, we managed to cross her over from from remotely. Again, I was, I was sitting here thinking that that sounds you know far fetched and unthinkable. Well, you you get actually talked about this for a second too. Double question here. Uh, you get pictures pictures of pets. I mean, so that's one snapshot of things, let alone being, I don't want to say interactive, but being in the environment at a deeper level, being there live on the phone. Yes. Yeah. So the way, you're right. So the the way my the way I do my readings is what I do is I ask people to. Um, so first of all, I, I only charge ten dollars for my readings uh, right now on, um, and I do them by email. Do them on the weekends. I ask people to send me their pet's name, a photograph of their pet, and any questions they may have, and don't tell me anything else. Just ask me questions, and um, then I I will connect to the pet looking at their picture and the readings that I get the readings that I do by the way are not just two sentences (laughs) these these animals are very intelligent uh, and they have a lot to say they have so what they do is they convey things that they have seen in their life from their home or convey things they've heard because they understand words um in my books, I, under, I outline all of the ways that they learn. So there's instinctual learning, there's language learning, there's emotional learning, um, there's a learning of play, there's learning of routine. Uh, there's so many different levels that pets l- learn on. Um, so they're more capable of communicating with me in those different areas. So people will get like a page maybe of – of different messages and things like that, like who they're with on the other side or what their favorite toy was or um, something that stayed with them, some kind of incident that stayed with them. They'll share their pain of death, how they felt um, before they passed. Um, it's amazing what they can convey. Yeah, I, I'm blown away, Rob. It's just interesting to think about all of this. I mean, because I don't know. Just a weird place. Well, weird, weird place tonight, but that's okay. So the the Germantown. I'm gonna re, I'm gonna paraphrase Germantown Rogers' question so he can yell at me, because um, he will. He loves me. He loves when I do this to his questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the world's in a great period of turmoil with COVID and just all the political stuff. So are people turning mm. more to spiritualism, or you know what I'm saying, trying to connect to lost loved ones, or are we at a point of decline? You've probably you probably know what I'm. I do understand what you're getting at, Jim. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, I think there is actually a deeper appreciation for what mediums do and uh, trying to connect to people on the other side. Um, the other part of of this pandemic is that so many people, so many people, have lost their lives to uh, to COVID. I, it's like what six hundred ten thousand now in the U.S. alone. Um, Think of how many families that affects. So, all of these pe- all of these people connected to their lost loved ones are looking for a way to connect to reconnect with them, and um, and most of them died alone, um, at least physically. So, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I've gotten a number of emails about people who have lost people to COVID, including myself. I've lost a couple of friends. Um, who were seniors and very very close to me that that passed from COVID when the uh, when the pandemic started, um, and I want you to I want you all to know that when we pass, our loved ones in spirit will come there to uh, to be to be there for us to help cross us over, just like my dad and and the dog showed up for my mom as we just talked about a couple minutes ago. Um, so even though they were there physically alone and you couldn't be in the room with them, they really weren't alone because there were people in spirit waiting for them. So take comfort in that. Yeah. As I say, as, as you were talking about that, I, you know, 
because I, I I was wondering because people were home so much if the act, level of activity in their houses would pick up because normally you know winter time there would always be a spike when people would call the paranormal teams because they were home more and there was just more noises in their houses that settled and furnaces and you know noises they weren't quote unquote used to even though they should be <laughs> yeah that's true um, <laughs> people would <laughs> People tend to get a little paranoid, and that's interesting that you mentioned that too. Because um, on the uh, the team I belong to, Inspired Ghost Tracking, um, we have an architect who happens to be my husband, um, and and we go through houses when people report different noises and so forth, and we are able to, to able to debunk them because he knows how houses settle and what kind of uh, noises come out of them in different places so um so it's really helpful to have an architect or you know an, an engineer on your paranormal team when you're going through a house yeah that would make a uh, striking difference i was trying to figure out a funny engineering word and i couldn't do it quick enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's it is you know it is tuesday um I mean, an electrician, I've got shocking and all kinds of fun things for electricians. But anyway. <laughs> All right, I'll try and set you up a little later on, okay? <laughs> no, um, so, okay. So I've got, I've got another – I'm going to shift gears hard here for a second because I've got a question about this because anytime I have authors on, I love picking through their brain because anybody who knows me knows that I write tweets, and that's about the extent of it. And <laughs> so anybody that has puts the energy in – you said you have eight books out now? I do, yes. So, so, so you must write daily then. Um, I tend to work on stuff um, probably every night or every other night. Um, the th so the thing is, is when you're when you're a medium, things are always happening. So, um, it, so I, I'll I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Just yesterday. My uh, my younger brother sent me and my husband a package that he was on vacation. He was down uh, Cape Cod, so he sent us two T-shirts in a box. Now, um, the box arrived yesterday. I opened it up and took out the T-shirts, and out of the box fell a shiny penny. And I thought, that's really odd. <laughs> Why would he put a penny in there? <laughs> so I looked at the penny, and it was dated to 2013. That was the year that my mother passed away. So I sent him a text message and I said, did you put a penny in the box with the t-shirts uh, dated 2013? And he said, no, I didn't put any penny in the box. <laughs> Where the heck did that come from? And I said, well, I believe that it, then it came from mom because I opened the boxes on the anniversary date that my father passed away. So she was letting me know that they are together on the other side. Um, so when people find coins, look at the year because it has some kind of significance to whomever is trying to to, uh, to give you a message to let you know that they're around. Yeah, I, I've said this before, and this is totally tongue-in-cheek and a joke. Everybody calm down. It's funny. I've heard of pennies from heaven for years, and you just told a great story about them. But mm -hmm. why, can't, why can't it be $100 bills? Oh, you know, that's what my husband says. He says, how come my grandmother never left me $20 bills? And I said, because <laughs> <laughs> because they're harder to find on the ground, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so spirits will apport or move things from one place to another, and they really have to look for these things. Um, and imagine how difficult it is to find a coin with the appropriate year relative to their birth or their passing or their – wedding anniversary or something else um so uh, and and relative to that in my book uh, kindred spirits how a um, a medium befriended a spirit that's about that's about how i got to know this one spirit named ed who has um kept coming to me for the last 15 years and he loves coins now, Ed passed in 1996, and I have to tell you, Jim, I have never seen so many coins dated 1996 in my life on the ground in front of me since Ed started coming toward me. To me, So 1996 was a long time ago. Yeah, as I say, I mean, that would be a lot harder to find the penny from then than 
and then more recent years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he so he likes using coins. That's his um, that's his forte. But other other spirits will you know use feathers or um, they'll manipulate anything in nature like uh, birds or butterflies or dragonflies to behave erratically. Um, it doesn't mean that every time you see a bird or a butterfly, it's a sign from a spirit. That's just ridiculous. Um, there has to be some kind of tie. And what I mean by that is that, number one, it has to be close to a birthday, anniversary, or holiday related to the, per- the person on the other side or the pet on the other side. Um, number two, the animal uh, has to behave or insect has to behave erratically in a way that they normally don't. Um, and that's how you know – that it is a sign. Um, so in uh, in my Pets in the Afterlife books, uh, my dog Sprite, who was a dachshund mix, he sent us a yellow and black butterfly the day after he passed. And what was odd, it was January, it was uh, July eighth when he passed in 2013, and um, we had not seen a butterfly the whole the whole summer, despite. Um, useless butterfly bushes that we planted. <laughs> so, um, but at, that butterfly showed up the day after he passed, and it lingered for about twenty minutes, and it 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 close to the ground, and it flew it flew the same way that Sprite used to work, walk between the other dogs, and none of the other dogs went after that butterfly. Uh, that's weird. That's we have dachshunds, and uh, we had a Weimaraner, and they would always chase everything, um, but they didn't. So we knew it was from Sprite. Um, and a couple of years later, uh, I was driving to work, and I wasn't thinking of Sprite. I wasn't thinking of anything. I wasn't even thinking of what date it was. But a yellow and black butterfly flew right up to my windshield and then flew off, just enough for me to make sure that I could see it. And then I realized it was July 8th. It was the anniversary of his passing. And I thought, that is not a coincidence. That is not. That's, so they, you, you said earlier there's no coincidences. and I'm, I mean, I've always believed that. Everything is there for a reason. Now, why becomes a bigger question why, than why it was there. But <laughs> Yes, yeah. So I, th- I think the why is that it's because people on the other side are trying to get messages to us. And they're trying to let us know that they're there to help guide us and so forth when we need it. Um, we're, we are definitely not alone. And although you know, people will say, "Well, why did I get in that car accident?" Well, then I'll say, "Well, you you walked away from it." <laughs> you know, um, if somebody wasn't sitting with with you, then you wouldn't have walked away from it. And they say, well, well, you know, then I hear the other side. Well, why did why did this person not walk away from it? Well, it was their time. Um, everybody has a uh, has a plan before we come to Earth. What I've what I've learned by talking to people who are on the other side is that we all know what we're going to go through in this life, and we accept it. Because we need to go through it in order to grow and get to the next stage of the afterlife. Um, th- some say there are like three stages of the – three levels of the afterlife. Some say there are seven. depends on wh- who you talk to and what culture you're talking about. Um, but ultimately, we all accept our our life here and we know what's going to happen. Um, and then we forget it when we get here. Um, and and then we're left wondering, you Just know, like everything why, else. <laughs> yeah, why in the world would I do that? Um, but it's true. So actually, this kind of, this is kind of going to piggyback off what you just said, though. If if a pet dies dramatically, like in an accident or in a war, mm-hmm. or is there a sense of urgency on the pet's behalf to make contact with their humans? Uh, there is. Yes, absolutely, and that's that's exactly what happened to me because Buzz was my my puppy Buzz, the, um, at seven months old, was killed by a car when his leash opened. He ran out in the street, and he, as soon as I got home with his body, he started giving me signs. 
Um, and, and pets will do that. But, but here's the thing is that for people who are not mediums, um, when you experience grief, grief acts like a major block to any signs. You, some people are so immersed in their grief, they don't even know what day it is. Um, so our pets are trying to get through to us from the other side, but they can't get through. Um, so often they have to either resort to dreams or grief even blocks uh, dreams. Or they'll come to somebody else. Um, and I'll give you a case in point here. I got I got an email from a woman who who wrote me and she said that her um, her dog had passed away and it was it's been three months and she said she's not been able to get a dream of her dog ever since and she was really really upset she wanted to know if her dog was okay and then she wrote on the bottom of the email by the way my husband has been able to dream about my dog while I have not and she said I'm really mad at him. <laughs> because my dog is coming to his dreams, and so I wrote it back and I said, "Well, num- number one, your dog doesn't want to be want you to be mad at your husband. Number two, your dog is only going to your husband because you are still in a much deeper stage of grief than he is. He has accepted your dog's passing." I said, "So your dog is able to come through to him." I said, "So." Please don't be mad at your husband. <laughs> Instead, be thankful that he was able to convey this message to you. <laughs> so, I didn't know I'd be doing mar- marital counseling from uh, you know <clears throat> the medium chair. <laughs> now, as I say, I think that comes from any chair, right? At different points throughout the course of. <clears throat> yeah, you know, you're right, um, and and that leads actually leads me to another point. When people lose their pets, and that is, <clears throat> please don't let the grief overcome you. Um, our our pets in spirit do not want you to be suffering and and miserable that that they have passed. They want you to celebrate their life and their time with you. Um, <clears throat> so do something either in memory of them. Either adopt another one and save another life, and give them the love that that you gave their your other pet um that would be a great way to memorialize them the other thing too jim that i found is i've had several people write me and tell me they're suicidal after their pet passed and that's kind of scary to me again because i'm not a therapist um so uh, you know they they write to me and they want messages from their pet and They some of them have also told me that they would they're ready to join their pet, and that's not what your pet wants. So, uh, for anybody out there who is feeling those tendencies, please call the the suicide prevention hotline and talk to uh, talk to a professional. Um, because our pets want us to lead lead uh, good lives and continue to help other pets in, in in this life. That's that's just remarkable to think that. I mean, I get there's a strong connection between some people and their pets, but wow! I mean, I, I Rod, you're doing it again. You're leaving me speechless, which isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, it, you know, all of these people that I talk to from all walks of life, um, always have something to really bring to the table that I wasn't aware of before. So. Um, just know that even if you know somebody who is single and has a pet and their pet passed away, just know that they are, they are treating the loss of that pet likely like, uh, the loss of a child really because, so what I've learned by reading some psychological studies too, Jim, is that first of all, I'm a scientist, I'm a meteorologist in my daytime job. So I, I geek out and I read all these science journals and so forth. Um, but I read a psychological study that said that we tend to grieve more deeply for our pets than we do for people. And, and the reason for that is that we bring them up like children. You know, we, we, we take them to school. We 
we they learn our language um we potty train them we take them to the doctor um we feed them on on a routine basis and so forth we teach them to play well with others just like we do with human children it's just that human children grow up and they leave you and marry someone you don't like and you know and and they move on (laughs) but and pets stay with you and they don't talk back well most of the time (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's it's re- so it's harder for uh, a person to lose a pet because despite the fact that the pet ages physically, they're always still mentally somewhere between a three and five year old child. Uh, that's according to Dr. Stanley Corin. Um, so that's why we grieve more deeply for a pet typically. I mean, I'm sure there's some relatives that <clears throat> you may have or anybody listening may have that you certainly wouldn't grieve very deeply for, right? <laughs> now, Rob, I can't answer that on the air. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> but but it is true <clears throat> that we do grieve very, very deeply for our pets. So um, it's perfectly normal. Just know that. But they're always trying to get messages through to us. So the current tagline of the show is conversational yet controversial. So I want to go controversial with you for just a second because I, sure. we have we have to, we just have to All because right. this this is the important question of the show. Which are e- easier to communicate with, cats or dogs? Hmm. Um, <laughs> actually, you, you know, the both cats and dogs have been very receptive to to communicating and both can go on and on and on about a lot of a lot of different things so i I really don't find much difference um what i do find though is difference in personality and cats tend to be more um more either laid back and um a little more shy than dogs dogs tend to be more uh forward and and um, assertive when it comes to giving messages. So I really think it depends on the personality of the pet. That's basically what it comes down to. Now, Rob, you know that wasn't the answer I was going for, right? I know you wanted some controversy. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob says it's best to have fish. Okay. Now- <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. I, so I have talked to horses, though, um, you know, and and they're they're very intelligent animals, and they can they also convey a lot. The um, the one thing that's uh, that's interesting is that a- animals actually read our emotions. So, Jim, I I can't remember. Do you have any dogs or cats? I have a dog floating around here somewhere. Okay. Um, so dogs do. In their lifetime, dog, dogs read our emotions. You know, they know when we're, we're happy, when we're sad, when we're angry. Certainly, they go into another room. Um, they uh, they know when we're sick. They know when we need attention. And it's the same thing on the other side. So pets behave the same way in spirit that they do in the physical. That's interesting to think about. But I get. I mean. Because, I, again, I hadn't thought about them, how they react to your emotions, because they know sometimes when to hide, because, they, you know, you're mad at them. Even though, you know, you may have said it, but at least they picked up on it and got out of Dodge, versus when you want them to be around. It's... Yes. Yep. Oh, I see a question in the chat for me, huh? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, have you done any work with any well-known, I'll put that in parentheses for you, clients uh, such as the political sports entertainers or any anybody that well or i guess they'd be their pets so any famous pets even uh the answer is no uh no nobody uh i'm still flying under the radar um after 10 years so um no there's so many other uh, well-known mediums out there um I, you know like i said jim i'm i'm a self-published guy and um I've been doing this for 10 years, actually 11 years, um, and I'm my own marketing kind of guy. Um, so one thing I do do, though, is 
um, a couple of years ago, I started going to animal rescues up and down the East Coast. And I would like to branch out to other animal rescues anywhere if anybody knows any animal rescues that that want to do a fundraiser. And I do my lecture. I do. I, I give a 45-minute lecture about how pets communicate from the other side. And I teach people how that how they do that um, based on my books and share share a lot of experiences. Um, so I don't charge them anything and they charge like $20 and then and they, they keep all the money and they use it for their, their rescue, you know, the kennels and the food and all that stuff. Um, so the, the reason I do that is that it's my way to get a lot of comfort to people out who need it. And um, also to to benefit animal rescues because they do such great work. Yeah, it's a so, great, it's a great thing to get out there and make that connection with people because, like we were talking a little bit ago, it's desperately needed in the world right now of just posit positivity or a, I don't want to say positivity, but that reinforcement of good things that have happened. So. Yeah, there's there's, uh, there's there's not enough positive things in the world, really. So, um, but you know, the, so the reason I wrote these books is to is to help comfort people and give people a, an understanding that that their just because their pet's physical life is over, it doesn't mean that their life is over. It means that they are on the other side as energy, as spirit, um, and they're waiting for us. And you can recognize the signs a lot. Um, just look around birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays. Those are the main days that that um, that, sh- that you should look for. And it's not necessarily exactly on that day. It could be within like two weeks, either side. So, yeah, just keep as I as I've learned a long time ago. Just keep your eyes open, and don't 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 think about it. Just notice things, and, and then be like, well, why? I find myself asking a lot more questions than I ever do getting answers for things, but. That's just true. If anything, I do. That's probably why I still ask some questions on this show. <laughs> why did it take seven years to get Rob back on? Well, who knows? <laughs> well, you know, I'd, I'd I'd like to come back and talk about talk about the, uh, the my experiences in England, the ghosts of England, um, because um, that that is both a history book and a book of my experiences with ghosts, and and actually that's been um, that's been a bestseller um, on Amazon. Um, under books on England, so that's pretty cool. Um, but one of the other things I wanted to throw in here is that sometimes they get messages, I get emails rather from from pet parents who don't know how their pet passed, and I have to connect to their pet and try to figure it out. So, um, in one particular instance, um, and I think this is in my Pets in the Afterlife two book, a, a puppy named Clancy, who was a cocker spaniel, had passed. Um, and his mom didn't know what happened. She she was actually out for the evening, and uh, her husband was watching the dog. And um, it was a typical night; nothing out of the ordinary with the dog. And um, she, he called her and had her come right back and said the dog wasn't feeling well. Um, you need to come home. She did. She called the emergency vet. They said you could either bring him in or watch him. She opted to watch him, and in two hours, he passed away. And she didn't know what had happened. All she wanted to know was an answer. So I, she sent me, she sent me this dog's picture. His name is Clancy. I'll never forget him. Um, asked me what happened. So the dog made me feel upset, an upset stomach. And then he showed me that he was eating plants in the backyard. And he said, this is what happened. And he said, um, please tell my mom to tell others about this. So I wrote to her and I, and I told her this and I said, there are toxic plants in your backyard, according to him. And I sent her a list from the ASPCA and she confirmed several toxic plants that she did not know were toxic to animals that were in her backyard. And she said – she also confirmed that he liked to eat plants and that's what happened to him. So pets can actually solve the mystery of their passings um, from the other side. Um, 
And in my Pets in the Afterlife 3 book, uh, a woman named Ginny wrote me about her four Westies, and she said they all died without um, confirmation of what made them pass. So I, she sent me a picture of all four Westies, and <laughs> I get in touch with every single one of them, and I was able to give her um, how each one of them passed, and she confirmed everything, and she knew exactly what what – um, what I was saying from each one, which blew me away too, because you know I, I'm just a I'm just a guy who can talk to dead people. But um. <laughs> so speaking of I, side note for producer note here, uh, Chris, when we do the show notes for the show, we need to make sure we get that list and add it to the the blog about the show. Anyway, sorry, just want to make sure we cleaned it up because I think that's fascinating in the. The people out there who listen to it recorded will probably find value in that because that's something that I'm going to have to look at just to make sure my yard's safe just because. So I think that's probably the most, well, I don't want to say the most important thing we can take away from the night show, but something that we all need to be more mindful of because that's no joke. That's some serious stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was his, that was his lesson to all pet parents. Um but um, there are many other lessons, too, that, that animals have shared with me from the other side. And oh. some amazing stories. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, so question, though. You said it depends on the animal. I'm sure it depends on the breed and how they were. But is there one, like, overwhelming theme that you get from these animals besides love for their owner? Like being like being an animal, is there some? I I'm, I guess I'm asking, do they carry a chip on their shoulder because they came back as an animal, not as a person? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think they're quite happy as animals. Um, so, so some of them have expressed um, have expressed what happened before they came into a better home. Um, they they've explained to me that you know they were in a very bad situation um and that they they have appreciation for their pet parents rescuing them from that those particular um events and situations um so there's that um they also really don't want us to feel guilty for helping them cross over that's one of the big messages that i get a lot because most people feel guilty uh, I know I did. Um, you know, we have four dogs on the other side, and um, uh, we have had to help three of them cross over at their uh, at their time. And uh, you know, you always second guess yourself. You, you come back and say, "Oh my gosh, did I did I do it too early? Did I wait too long?" Um, what they want us to know is that they really uh, appreciate the strength that we find to help them cross over um, out of pain and out of discomfort. And I do want to say that if you're a pet parent, and I know this is, uh, you know, COVID time, but um, if you're a pet parent, even if you think you don't have the courage to stand there um, when it's your dog or cat's time, find it. Just find it. Because the last one they want to see before they pass is you they love you unconditionally and I, you know I think uh, I, I know some people have, have written to me and said that they didn't they had to drop off their dog or cat and they couldn't um, you need to find that strength it's just for a couple of minutes they've given you their entire life and I, you know I think that we owe it to them um, and, and if you're if you're not strong enough <clears throat> Um, at least give them an article of your clothing so that your scent is on it um, so that they can smell you around um, as a way that's a, a way to help your pet pass in a more um, calm manner but but anyway they um, they're very much appreciative when you recognize that it's their time well Rob I appreciate you and I appreciate you keep bugging me to get back on here because that's the way it works I should be better about it, but as you can imagine, when you do one show a week and you get a bunch of people bugging you, 
It's the one that bugs you. Well, you haven't bugged me in a while, so I don't know what I don't know what clicked nope. in my head the other day. So, uh, but here you were, and I appreciate you. So, well, thank you, Jim. Um, it, it, it's uh, it's good to come back, and you know, like I said, there. Thank you for listening. There are a whole bunch more books that I'd like to talk about and, and share experiences and with. I, I think that you might find some of them interesting. Um, paranormal case files um, from inspired ghost tracking and my journey to England. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I hope that everybody listening realizes that uh, your pets rely on you 100% of the time. Okay, Rob. Children. I've got to cut you off, Rob. So love them every day. Their lives are very short. Thanks, Rob. Have a good night. Thanks, Jim. Coffee mug and other great products. That's promo code Mallard at checkout. Duckpawnshop.com. Until next week, stay safe and keep whacking. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.